0: Radio, production of fightbacknews.org, taking you to the heart of the people's struggle. I'm your host, Richard Berg, and today I'm here with Eliza Schultz, who's uh, uh, on the board of directors of the LGBTQ Caucus of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. And so uh, before we get started with the interview, though, I just wanted to, you know, we're, we're at a time where uh, um, civil rights are under attack, not just LGBTQ rights, which we'll talk about today, and labor rights, which we'll talk about today, but um, you know, civil rights of, of all kinds of, uh, of black, brown, Asian people, um, women. And uh, the Supreme Court is leading this attack. It's uh, restrictions on abortion. It's going to come out, uh, looks like very soon, uh, taking back what's left of uh, affirmative action. And it's more important than ever, or as important as ever, that uh, all progressive people, whether you're a socialist, a, a communist, a revolutionary, a liberal, a progressive, well, however you identify yourself, an anarchist, um, that we stand together and fight these attacks from uh, the right wing. Like I said, led by the Supreme Court, but uh, we see the uh, the Trump section of the Republican Party is, is just coming off the hinges on this kind of thing. And so... Uh, it's, it's important that, that, that we stand together and fight back, otherwise we're going to lose uh, the gains that we've made. Uh, and we've, we've lost quite a few already, to, to be quite frank with people here. Um, so uh, with that little rant, I'm going to turn to my guest here, Eliza Schultz, who, uh, who knows about these things. Uh, Eliza, you're, uh, as I mentioned, you're on the board of directors of the LGBTQ uh, caucus of the uh, Teamsters and uh you guys just had a conference right uh so why don't you tell me a little bit about the conference uh what happened there what were you trying to accomplish was it successful and uh you know a little bit maybe about the teamsters approach to the lgbtq uh, plus question
1: yeah absolutely it's really good to be on here richard um so we just held our third annual uh lgbtq plus conference for the international brotherhood of teamsters in Redondo beach california it was a really big success, uh, the largest one that's been held so far, bringing together Teamsters from all across the country, all kinds of different industries and workplaces, and you know what it's really about is taking a step forward to say that the Teamsters Union um, is going to organize our LGBTQ plus members and all those who want to fight for LGBTQ plus rights, and really um, start to make a difference so you know we talked about what can be done in contracts and negotiations to protect LGBTQ plus rights we talked about the uh, political situation that you alluded to what needs to be done to fight you know within society um, to protect you know the rights that we have won which are um, already being targeted and taken away so um, I think you know it was a lot of success. I think everybody, you know, learned, um, you know, something by coming together. And we have really big plans moving forward for the caucus. We're expanding all across the country. We have new chapters that are forming. It's really the right time to get involved and uh, to start fighting, you know, for LGBTQ plus rights within the Teamsters. So um, it's a very exciting time.
0: Yeah. No. It sounds like it. so. So, what did you come up with? You said you talked about how to do this. What were kinds of the things that people threw forward about a. Um, Uh, tactics and approaches to trying to bring you know people outside the lgbtq plus community or even to unite people within it to fight to protect the rights that uh, you have
1: yeah so i think that um you know first that there's a a growing recognition um, among union leaders and especially within the teamsters that you know lgbtq plus people are in just about every workplace you know, that we have. They're part of the membership, they're part of the union, and they have issues that have not been addressed. And that part of the, you know, goal and, you know, mission of the union movement, you know, to fight for the the rights of, you know, all, all workers includes, you know, making those protections, you know, in place for the LGBTQ plus movement. I think, um, you know, one thing that's been um, really big is uh, getting the Teamsters involved in uh, in the community, coming out to the pride marches, you know, getting involved in community events, and finding that there is, um, you know, natural solidarity between the LGBTQ plus movement and the the workers' movement, and that this is, um, you know, an an alliance that can be built and, and strengthened, you know, to service, um, you know, the things that you know, um, everybody is fighting for. So um, I think that you know, that's what we're seeing right now. And I think we're only going to see, you know, these developments continue. So,
0: I mean, is this difficult to do? I mean, is is organized labor's roots are, you know, maybe uh, in factories initially and, you know, near union truck drivers. And so there's this uh, macho culture, working class culture that's out there and, and, you know, radiates throughout union leaders, at least it has historically from my observations. Do you have a hard time Getting them to, to say, okay, look, uh, you know, you need to you, you know you, you need to set some of that aside and, and, and be more inclusive.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that there has been definitely a struggle in the history of the union movement, um, you know, against bigotry and in discrimination, even from you know within our our own ranks. But I, I will say that um, you know my experience in the Teamsters has been uh, very good, and I think that there is something inherent about organizing and being part of a union which broadens people's perspectives and helps them, um, you know, understand the importance of coming together. Um, I think that part of being in a union is that you're in a workplace with people who come from all kinds of different walks of life, different experiences, you know, and you don't always necessarily understand, you know, Every single one of your coworkers and where they've been, but you know that if you're going to fight for your own rights and fight to improve your conditions on the job, that you have to come together and you know work in solidarity. And you know what we've seen is that on um, all kinds of issues, you know, let's take you know the struggle against racism, you know, and for equality and freedom for uh, black people in this country, that white workers who are part of unions um, see their racist uh, attitudes actually decline and their support for things like affirmative action and other uh you know demands that would improve conditions for black people increase you know that's due to the experience of being in a union and of having solidarity i think the exact same thing is true for lgbtq plus people in the struggle that when you have an environment like a union which enshrines equality and dignity you know, as your, your basic organizing principle, that there is more space um, for LGBTQ people to come out and say, you know, th- these are the issues that we're facing and get support. So I, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's, what I, that's what I've seen is that, you know, when I talk to, um, you know, Teamster leaders and I you know, talk to my coworkers, that um, I actually get a, lot of, I get a lot of support. and I think that the conditions are very good right now in the labor movement.
0: No, yeah, it's interesting. So the solidarity is uh, the strength of uh, of organized labor. That's where its power comes from. And so, I mean, that's uh, you know, so unity, bringing people together, is is critical. Um, do you see difficulties sometimes, maybe to turn the question around uh, with getting uh, uh, people from the LGBTQ plus caucus or from that community to to support uh, uh, you know other second you know, women's uh, Teamsters or African-Americans or things like that? Or is that part of your plans going forward?
1: Yeah. So I think that um, there can always be, um, you know, an approach where people, you know, want to focus on the issues, you know, or or causes that they think are most immediate to them. But I think that there is something um, kind of inherent in the experience of being LGBTQ plus that... um, you know, make support for labor and working in other labor unions, um, you know, most natural. The fact is, is that LGBTQ plus people um, face, you know, some of the worst conditions, you know, in the workplace um, in terms of being fired, you know, discrimination. um, You know, these are usually people who really do need a union, you know, real, real protections, you know, at the workplace. And so I think a lot of LGBTQ people almost naturally understand, you know, like what, um, in like what the labor movement, you know, is trying to do and why it's important. I think that you see um, the economic situation of LGBTQ people as a whole is lower than the general population, you know, due to, um, you know, all kinds of issues. You know, um, I think there's a, you know, lack of support you know, from you know families and you know other institutions that would normally, you know, be able to, you know, help people out, you know, going through life. But then, you know, these you know what I what I told you about, you know, people getting fired, getting, you know, declined job interviews, you know, all this stuff is still happening, you know, at very high rates. So it I think that there is um always a great response. When when the Teamsters goes to the Pride Parade, um, they experience a lot of support. It's it's a natural home.
0: No, it makes sense. Because, you know, I, I didn't realize that. But if there's a, a lower wage for LGBTQ people because of desperation or whatever reason, um, it puts downward pressure on everybody's wages. Uh, so it's like you need to have, uh, you know, unity to, to move everybody up to get a, a better uh, standard of living. Um so uh, uh, let me ask you then uh, about uh, um, I know you know you you work for the United Parcel Service uh, delivering packages um, and uh, your contract's up in a, in about a year um, or maybe a little less now. Do you um, are there demands from this caucus to, to to try to get into that contract or even to other Teamster contracts? What kinds of language could a collective bargaining agreement with an employer? Um, do to help, uh, help improve the rights of LGBTQ plus people.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that you know, first off, for for most LGBTQ plus people, their their basic issues are going to be the same as any of their coworkers. You know, making sure that the the systems that are in place are are fair and equal. You know, for all workers, that, um, you know, there are protections against you know harassment, um, you know, by supervisors. This is a you know, harassment by management is a huge issue um, for pretty much everybody across UPS. But if you are in a category or belong to a group that faces particular oppression and mistreatment, then you can, you know, your experience of that is is double. So making those kind of improvements, you know, are gonna make a difference. But we're also looking, um, and we're still working this out, but there are things that could be done to particularly highlight you know the issues that LGBTQ plus people face. So there's anti discrimination language in every contract, and we could do things like include the categories to include gender identity and gender expression to make sure that we have explicit language so that trans people, you know, at the workplace, you know, have something that they can rely on, you know, when they're when they're facing discrimination or harassment. Um, you know, you could also look at things like making sure you have equal access to um you know bathroom facilities or things of that nature you know some states some local areas have those protections but a lot you know ups is in every state in this country um some with you know really uh really transphobic laws that you know can be difficult to deal with so making explicit protections you know around the use of facilities you know can make a difference there providing gender neutral facilities you know um so that trans people have a place where they say if non-binary people have a place where they can go, um, I think that there's also healthcare. You know, we're looking at healthcare plans. You know, do they include um, equal access to healthcare for LGBTQ plus people? There's not discrimination, which some healthcare plans have. And then also, what kind of services are covered? Is there the LGBTQ plus services that are that are needed by a lot of members? You know, in these healthcare plans. And a lot of times there's almost there's never been an assessment to even look through these plans and even ask these questions. But that's being asked now. It's it's a topic that's coming up and Teamsters are looking at it. No,
0: that's good. I mean, it's like, so there's a way to actually organize your coworkers, put something in a contract that forces an employer to do the right thing. Um, why would the employer not do the right thing? I mean, we have a um, amongst, uh, you know, there's LGBTQ people. They're not all, you know, working class people. Some of them are the, you know, they're every class, including the richest people, including the people that run UPS, no doubt. Um, and so, uh, why would somebody, you know, why would a, a boss not say, look, let's, let's treat everybody right here.
1: Yeah. So I think that there is definitely, uh, pressure within corporate America now, to put on a superficial, you know, support for LGBTQ plus rights. So you know, UPS, you know, they might roll out the pride flag, you know, or whatever. Yes. in in the workplace, but you know, at the same time, you know, you have supervisors who are, you know, using homophobic slurs, you know, to to my coworkers. They're you know mistreating them because of their expression or you know identity. And um, you know, there's not an incentive for the company to to take those issues seriously. How, how do you deal with that when that comes up at over- work? Yeah, so I think that um, we, one of the benefits, you know, of being a Teamster at UPS is that we we do have a contract. We do have, you know, some basic principles that um, you know protect you from harassment that are supposed to enshrine dignity and respect. So, you know, um, when, when these issues arise, you know, you have a grievance procedure, you have, a, um, you have the solidarity of, of the union, that you have a place where you can go and, you know, try to fight back and, and, get, and get these issues addressed. And that's, you know, that's why having a union is just so important for LGBTQ plus workers. Without a union, um, it can be very, very difficult to assert and defend your rights. No, that's good. So you have your union contract that you negotiate with the boss that
0: gives you rights, but then you have beyond that even the solidarity of your uh, sister brother, sibling uh, uh, teamsters. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's good. But what, let me ask you this. what about if uh, there's a you know another teamster that you work with who's you know you know out of line or is doing is harassing you know his co-work or their co-workers? Um, How do you deal with that kind of situation?
1: Yeah, so it can definitely be difficult. And, um, you know, that kind of harassment is in bullying, you know, is real, you know, in the workplace. I think that, you know, one of the strengths of of union is that it enshrines that principle of equality, respect and dignity. And so um, it's it's really up to the union activists and, un- and active union members on the shop floor to come together to say that, you know, we support our coworkers. they deserve dignity and respect, and to, to challenge and, and, and fight back against, you know, any kind of bullying and bigotry. I think that a lot of people, um, you know, in, a, in like a really male-dominated environment, you know, like, like UPS, where there can be like macho attitudes and mm-hmm. a lot of sure. issues of masculinity, I think some people don't know how to they don't they don't understand or they, they don't know how to deal you know with the existence of, of LGBTQ plus people and they might feel threatened by it and I think that you know um, it's it's about you know standing you know standing strong showing solidarity you know not not allowing stuff like that to uh, to slide yeah. you know that that a union provides the kind of environment to to have you know, at work. No, that makes sense. Um, I want to go back to, you know, how I
0: opened up the show about some of the civil rights issues that are out there right now and, uh, you know, trying to deal with some of these things. And, uh, you know, besides the Supreme Court, you got, you know, like Governor DeSantos in Florida who's the Don't Say Gay and, you know, different whatever uh, Trump people are popping up and, you know, running for office now. Um, we're, we're filming this uh, just before the... Um, Uh, the elections, uh, the midterm elections, Um, but it's a, you know, so there's a, a, I mean, should our strategy be to be electoral, to get rid of those guys? Or, uh, I mean, you mentioned about a shop floor strategy, but do we, beyond that, how do we uh, deal with the environment uh, that exists throughout our country, or maybe throughout our world, um, what, what kinds of tactics should we be using to try to, I mean, the Supreme Court's not even you know, whatever it's appointed by the president. We're probably stuck with these idiots that we got now for quite a while. Um, what do you see as a strategy to try to change attitudes and, and protect rights that we already have as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there is a, a basic majority in, in, in our society in the United States that actually do support LGBTQ plus rights. And you know want want to see like freedom, you know respect and dignity exist. I think that you know our main task right now is really about organizing, you know to uh, put together, you know wh- where these attacks are happening, you know organizing groups, um, you know in, in the community and across society that can you know start to you know fight back um, to protest and you know, to, to get involved in every arena, whether it's electoral, you know, or in the workplace. I think for us in, in the Teamsters, you know, and in, in the labor movement as a whole, you know, we have a recognition that one of the most powerful institutions um, that working people have access to it, like, are the unions. You, when unions um, get involved in these political struggles, you know, around civil rights, around democracy, in our society, they can really make a difference because, you know, unions, the labor movement represents the vast majority of our society and, you know, the principles of, you know, freedom for, you know, people as a, as a whole. And so, you know, so unions, you know, so we're, we're looking at, you know, how can unions, you know, weigh in on these struggles, you know, help, you know, build them up. And, you know, yeah, fighting in the streets and, you know, electorally, you know, whatever it takes to to push back because the the attacks are uh, fierce and they're, you know, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. We were seeing rights getting stripped away. Um, I mean, you know, thinking of DeSantis, I think one of the uh, you know most terrifying things that that I saw is that. Um, He pointed to the existence of a a cross-dressing law that still exists in the the Florida statutes, which, um, you know, he he openly talked about, you know, if they could use that to uh, ban drag performances in the state. And I think that, you know, when when you look at what the right wing is doing, um, this is not just an attack on, on trans people, but these are challenges against the kind of basic freedom and democratic rights that we as a whole, um, you know, like have within our society to, you know, be who you want to be, to wear what you wanna wear. Like these are these are very kind of fundamental parts of, you know, being a free human being. And that's you know, these are the kind of things that the right wing are, are attacking. So, no, that's interesting. So, let me ask you about uh,
0: um, we had Joe Burns on our show recently on Fight Back Radio, and he wrote a book called Class Struggle Unionism that talks about uh, that, there, you know, that the, you know, basically it goes back to the IWW, even that the workers and the capitalists have nothing in common and basically pushes for this view. Um, that the supporting working class struggles and and having them, uh, you know, fight for everybody's liberation. And, uh, but there's, you know, LGBTQ and for that matter, black and Latino and other oppressed peoples across all classes. Um, and so, I mean, you talked about unions and, and they're the organization of the working class. How do we, you know how, how does this all square in your mind? Should we be fighting for class struggle, unionism, or how does this how should this look in terms of you know, liberating people?
1: Yeah, so I think that um, well, there's a couple different elements. I think first off, you know, within the LGBTQ plus movement, where we're fighting over particular demands, um, you know, rights, um, you know, laws that we want to change, those require broad coalitions. And the movements are broad movements that are um, to do incorporate multiple classes. And I think that's, um, that, that's part of the movement and that is necessary to um, you know, win some of these fights. But I think that coming from the working class perspective, you have a recognition that the majority of people within society, but absolutely the vast majority of people who are LGBTQ, are working class, actually they face oftentimes very dire economic situations. And the, so the issues of LGBTQ plus people are often the issues that they face because they're, they're workers, you know, the issues they face in the workplace, you know, uh, trying to get housing, healthcare, you know, these are, these are some of the most important issues for LGBTQ plus people as a whole and so i think that when we are you know building this movement and we're trying to build real unity and carry it forward towards you know the idea of like liberation for lgbtq plus people that it requires actually having the working class organized and taking the leading role because from our perspective only the working class is actually capable of bringing these struggles all the way to their, their end goals of, of liberation. But we're not going to turn away from forming coalitions where it makes sense. You know, we're trying to win.
0: No, that's, that's, that makes sense. That's a good answer. Um, let me, I'm going to turn to a little bit of history here. Um, you, know, it's, uh, you know, I think back to, you know, when I was young in the early 70s, um, uh, the, the movement for LGBTQ rights looked a lot different. And a lot of people uh, uh, trace the, the modern movement back to uh, the riots that happened at Stonewall. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that those times and what, hap- what is Stonewall? What happened there? Why did it happen? And uh, what's its significance?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, you know, with the recognition that there have always been LGBTQ plus people and there's always been resistance, the... It is true that the the modern movement that, you know, we kind of understand really did emerge in that period of time. And while there's, you know, precursors, you know, over in San Francisco, you know, before Stonewall, um, that was the moment where resistance um, to oppression, you know, really came forward. So, you know, for LGBTQ plus people um, who face ostracization, in society, there's always been a desire for community, and so you see um, gay clubs. You have a, you know, you have cross-dressing associations, you know, which go back for, you know, hundreds of years, you know, really. Um, but you know, these kind of like spaces are you know important, but they're mostly um covert, you know, h- hidden away, you know, from society to provide a place you know, where people can go and be. Um, What happened with Stonewall is uh, Stonewall was a bar that was um, was part of the underground. The fact is, is that, um, you know, legally operating institutions, um, you know, did not uh, like serve, you know, the LGBTQ plus population, the the gay community um, at this time. And so this provided a, a pretext for police raids. And um, police raids were actually very common, almost routine, um, with with Stonewall almost a, a kind of a price of doing business um, that was accepted on both sides. What was unique is that in this in this particular raid that that happened in 1969 is that um, it was um, it was unexpected, and it was particularly brutal, and it. Um, aroused the anger. It was a, a spark, you know, because people, um, the people who were there, you know, facing, you know, the police repression, um, you know, some of them, you know, thought this was the moment where it was time to fight back, that all of the oppression and ostracization and harassment, you know, was, had gone too far. And it makes sense that it, it happened in this moment, you know, in the late 60s. Um, people had experienced the the years of the Black Freedom Movement and everything that um, had been fought and, and achieved in the, the struggle against segregation. You had seen the the huge movement against the the war in Vietnam, which had really rocked society. And so there was a you know a growing attitude that resistance you know was right, and that you know fighting back you know was necessary. And that's what happened there in Stonewall in New York City. And from that moment, um, that spirit of fighting back, that spirit of resistance spread because that feeling of oppression was universal you know, in, in the community. And so you know, um, it brought you know, a experience which mostly, you know, the community which mostly survived by trying to hide away and maintain covert spaces you know, came out, you know, into the public and decided to try to fight, you know, for change. And, um, that's where you have the gay liberation front. Um, and then, you know, a whole, whole, the whole modern history, you know, of the LGBTQ plus movement that, that flowed from then. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's interesting because you see,
0: you know, things move from there. It took, uh, I mean, I suppose it takes a lot of courage to come out and be public, uh, about your sexuality anytime but uh um but uh, especially in those days I think where the the repression was severe um you know looking forward though I, I the next big jump I seen feel free to correct me is um the movement uh, at, during the the AIDS pandemic and the, uh, um mm-hmm. and when uh you know just uh, enormous courage uh was shown by uh by people fighting a uh, you know a life and death situation uh, could you talk a little bit about the AIDS crisis and how that affected the the move the LGBTQ movement?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, you know what we saw, you know, with the with the AIDS crisis was you know an epidemic that was you know allowed to you know ravage you know our community, and what people saw is that um, you know not only were they going to get no help at all from the government, but that. The, the government had actively turned their backs on them and was, um, you know, absolutely happy to, to watch, um, you know, the uh, LGBTQ plus community um, die. Um, and so that absolutely um, organized, a, you know, there was, a, there was a real spirit of resistance. You had the emergence of ACT UP, which, um, you know, is... Um, Had I think has had a you know ACT UP's had a huge impact on um, you know having that spirit, maintaining that spirit of resistance. So yeah, I remember ACT UP showed enormous
0: courage during that time. It was, uh, and I I think this this whole gay uh, uh, AIDS uh, uh, you know fight at that time uh, you know was a game changer. I I think nothing nothing was the same after that.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, there was an understanding that if we were going to carve a place for LGBTQ plus people in society and protect people's lives, that you had to go out there, you had to defy the law, you had to, you know, resist, um, you know, with everything, you know, you you had. And I think that's a spirit which, um, you know, has... Continue to inspire LGBTQ plus people today. That you know we under you know we understand that we can't take the rights and the freedoms that we have for granted. That everything that that we have, our ability to walk out in the street and to exist, you know, in society, is something that you know people had to fight for, and that it cost them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember. The early days of the gay pride parades, they were, um, you know, they were small. They were took courage to march in them, and uh, you know, I I know you said uh, it's important for teamsters and other labor people to march in these parades today, that they find allies there. Um, uh, Could you talk a little bit about that, about the gay pride parades and why they're significant, and what you know how they've come, where they've come from, and where they are now?
1: Yeah. So I think that the Um, you know, absolutely what you said is correct that, um, you know, coming out and, you know, being public, you know, in society, um, you know, can be, you know, very dangerous, but it's something that we have to do, um, because we understand that there are so many members of the community that have no place to be and, um, you know, and it's only by, you know, carving out that, that public space that we're, at, we're ever going to experience freedom. Um, so what we're doing today is um, we're organizing um, Teamsters to take part and to participate, you know, in these parades to say that the, you know, the union movement, you know, stands in solidarity, um, and is going to fight for the rights of LGBTQ plus people because there's an understanding that the struggle of LGBTQ plus people is a struggle for, um, you know, democratic rights, that it's a struggle for, you know, freedom within society, and that that's an important struggle for labor unions to take up. It's It's a cause that impacts the, the lives of working class people and of the many lgbtq plus members you know within the unions
0: yeah and, and, and it is solidarity i mean it's like uh, um we all need each other that's again going back to the, full, the whole thing where our power comes from i mean teamsters uh for them to have a successful contract battle at ups they need the support of everybody including the lgbtq community and the LGBTQ community needs the support of everybody to protect and advance its rights including mm-hmm. teamsters of all kinds and so uh uh you know putting this together um you know becomes critically important i think so um but let, let me let me pivot again here so uh um you know you're a teamster uh i mean it's a uh it's a hard job i mean you're uh you're, you're delivering packages every day um you know i know you guys have a um uh, contract coming up. He just elected new officers. Um, the The national officers. I think you supported the change in national office when uh, Sean O'Brien was just elected the national president. Um, why did you support Sean O'Brien, and what does that really mean for organized labor in this country?
1: Yeah. So I think that um, the the Teamsters United movement was a, a really important one within. Um, the labor movement as a whole, but it was you know one that was really needed within the Teamsters. I think that um, you know from my experience at, at UPS um, in in twenty eighteen when we had um, our our contract negotiations at UPS, I found the um, the approach of of the Teamsters leadership to just be completely unacceptable. Um, the fact is, is that the
0: previous administration,
1: previous, yes, the previous administration. Um, the fact is, is that the the workers at UPS in 2018 were getting themselves organized and ready to fight. I was a, a part timer at UPS, and I was really excited to get involved um, in in the contract campaign and, and the movement that was happening. And what I saw was. Um, I was extremely disappointed um, in the way that the Hoffa administration handled the the entire negotiations from the, you know, brownout of uh, information, you know, where we basically were not told anything that was was going on and the things that we did here were were horrible. Like the um, uh, agreement to create the second tier of drivers, the 22-4. Position where you know drivers would get paid less um, For doing the same work with less rights, you know, it was um, You know extremely worrying. So that's when I really got active, you know as as a teamster, you know uh, for the first time and started to um, You know organize. Um, I think what you know, we saw is that um we we had to come together in 2018 to vote against a contract that was going to degrade our basic working conditions. And the fact that the administration, the previous administration pushed through that contract, despite the majority of us voting no, was unacceptable. And that's really where, you know, um, a lot of us started to look towards, you know, Sean O'Brien and Teamsters, Teamsters United Movement, which had been, um, you know, which had been ongoing, but had massively grown due to uh, Sean O'Brien joining, you know, the movement. And, um, you know, they stood up and uh, opposed the, the move to approve the UPS contract, you know, said that, you know, we need to continue to fight. For something better and you know I think that from that point you know onward it was clear that we needed to um, you know elect new leadership um, for the union so so
0: he won you know yeah so they won big they, they, they swept the, the the slate across to all sections of the United States Canada um, the Teamsters United are now you know running the the, the national Union and um, you know, you, you work at United Parcel Service, or their you know their contracts coming up. This is their chance. What do we, you know? What do we want this time? What do, what do, you know? So you felt like you got sold out last time. Yeah. Uh, by the HAPA people. Now you got your guys in there. Hopefully, um, what 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 do we want for UPS workers?
1: Yeah. So there's um, you know, there's a lot of different demands, but I think you know it comes down to a few basic things. Number one, you know, we have to get rid of the twenty-two-four uh, position. These drivers who are paid less and have less rights. The, uh, the position that um, I myself am in right now—it's um, it shouldn't exist, and it's it's a major. Uh, so it's point. like a two-tier system. So two-tier. Have, it, it, so, it, it, so
0: so it, some people make more money than others doing exactly the same work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And,
1: and have more protections around around overtime and um, things of that nature. So. It's... Um, messed up. Yeah. You know, it's unacceptable. I think uh, another major issue is um, the condition of the part-timers. The part-timers have um, had an extremely low wage for, for far too long. It is, um, you know, it has um, been completely ridiculous and, you know, the company has actually had to step in and um, implement their own wage increases. Um, all across the country in order to even hire enough workers to staff the operations. But the problem is, is that, um, you know, with the company in charge of, you know, these, these raises, you know, they give them, um, you know, they, they do the most ridiculous things. They, they give, you know, one wage increase to one shift and not another. You know, one building, one geographic area. And then they can take they they take away these increases you know whenever they want, um, or they switch them out to bonus systems where people you know are paid based on you know their attendance, um, you know. And this this is the situation thats that. Is
0: that a, I mean, it seems like that's designed to divide the workforce. And I got mine. Screw you. Um, has that been the effect, or has it united people to say screw them?
1: Yeah. So it's um, definitely. Um, there has been a uh, people have been getting organized. I mean, so in, in, in 705, you know, it absolutely in our in our local, it absolutely brought people together to say that this is you know unacceptable that everybody should be given you know equal equal pay raises and that you know in this con- contract coming forward, you know, we need to make a major change. So that's what we're you know we're going to be fighting for. You know, is that these these MRAs can't be these these market rate adjustments. They can't be, you know, introduced and then, and then taken away, um, and you know, not given equally, you know, to everybody. But you know, part of this is going to be just increasing the base rate uh, of the part-timers so that it, it's already at, you know, a, a living wage. So that's one of the big things that's being talked about. More access to full-time jobs. The fact is, is that, um, you know, unless you are going to go out and drive. There are very few full-time jobs within the warehouse, so an important demand has always been to increase more access to full-time jobs for UPS workers inside, and so that's something we're looking at. There's also the issue of uh, you know the Uberization of uh, UPS with personal vehicle drivers um, who are expected to use um, their own personal uh, cars to deliver No, packages. use their own car to deliver packages. Mm-hmm. So this it
0: is. Sounds like you're a pizza delivery guy, which is bad. I mean, the pizza delivery guys didn't need somebody to give them a car. That's yeah. a, I'm sorry to interrupt. Boy, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's, um, you know, the UPS is looking for any way they can cut corners and try to, uh, you know, make money offload the cost of, you know, maintaining vehicles onto. Yeah, uh, no doubt you know, onto the employees, pay them less money to deliver, you know, anything. So they, they, they shouldn't exist. There's a lot of um, opposition to it and it's something we're looking at. And then as well, the uh, the issue of, um, you know, no, no air conditioning and just, you know, the, the kind of heat exhaustion, um, you know, heat stroke, um, you know, all kinds of issues that a lot of package car drivers are experiencing um, trying to deliver out in just um, ex- extreme heat uh, conditions, which are, you um, know, you know, only only getting worse as uh, you know we, we experience more extreme weather events.
0: No, I, I can see that. Wow, um, well, thank you so much uh, um, for uh, for joining us here. It's it's, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure to, to 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 talk about the Teamsters and to talk about the LGBTQ plus uh, caucus that, that you you're involved in and are leading and um, you know, hopefully people will, you know, will join these caucuses and will start to fight for people's democratic rights. This is something that we need um, across the country. We need people to start to unite with the attacks from the right wing are real folks. And uh, I think people are the fight back radio listeners know that. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're not active, you know, find somebody uh, in your community to find something of your interest. And uh, we want you to get involved. Um for those of you uh who want to reach Fightback Radio you can reach us at richard.fightbackradio at gmail.com. Also we'll put in the show notes um how you can get a hold of a uh, uh get a hold of us in, in other different ways. Um uh, this is our, our we're going again we have a video for those of you that are watching on YouTubes so or other ones that have video platforms and so uh um I want to give a uh, we're having some uh, you know we're learning how to do this and we'll get better as we go but I especially want to thank our production team who's worked very hard to make this uh, uh, make this happen and so uh, you know Shane Tremley, uh, Vince Olson and Dodd McClogan, uh you know thank you so much for your, for your efforts on this and uh, so for our entire uh, fight back radio team, I'm Richard Berg saying until next time all power to the people. Ah!